This is Walk to Wealth, episode 10. And yeah, we're in the double digits now. My name is John Mendez, and I am your host. Welcome to Walk to Wealth, where I motivate and inspire people new to the world of personal finance by letting you all in behind the scenes of someone who's still on his way. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. For all my new listeners, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you can make it. For all the OGs in the building, welcome back home. Thank you for all the loyalty and all the support. In today's episode, I had the privilege to interview a good friend of mine, Dave DeVito. Dave is an agent in my office. He does a bunch of different things in the investor world. He was one of the first agents to help me out and also he connected me with the Connecticut Real Estate Investment Association. So he's a really great guy. In today's episode, we're going to be going over what is your why, how to establish smart goals, how to go about taking action and not just waiting around, having multiple streams of income, and the importance of mentors to guide you along your journey. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. All righty. Hey, everyone. We're here on the Walk to Wealth podcast, and we have a very special guest here. My good friend Dave DeVito is here. Dave, give everyone your little bit of your introduction, your elevator pitch. Who are you? Just in case anyone may not know. Yeah. Hey, John. How are you, man? It's good to always see you. Um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me. Really, really excited to uh, be, be part of your, your podcast. So, um, yeah, a little bit about me. I, you know, I, uh, I live in Canaan, Connecticut. And, um, you know, I, I've, I really am trying to build an entrepreneurial network. I'm, I'm a multifaceted entrepreneur, but real estate's a big focus of mine. And so I'm a uh, realtor with Keller Williams here in Stanford Westport. Okay. Proud of that. Uh, I'm a wholesaler. I'm an investor. I'm a hard money lender, uh, as well as, a, uh, you know, just again, just always getting to new things to try to build passive income and, and, and build wealth. And so, I love your podcast and, and the mission of it. And so hopefully your audience is going to appreciate what I could share today. Um, you know, I, I've been in the real estate business for about eight years uh, as a side hustle, done a lot of wholesaling, uh, done a lot of deals, dozens of deals, learned a lot, met a lot of great people. Uh, you know, I think I really pride myself on um, the creativity uh, of the deal structuring. That's, I think, yeah. something a lot of my, my colleagues and, and, and a lot of my clients really appreciate about me. I like to think about things as the blue ocean. You know, blue ocean is a term that I really uh, appreciate in business. Thinking about business in ways that are different than most other people do to really try yeah. to find a solution. You know, that that diamond in the rough, if you will. And uh, you know, I really enjoy helping sellers and buyers really solve challenges they're facing about property transactions, whether it be you know a distressed seller that is trying to find a solution not to lose their home or to mm. kind of find equity. Or, you know, especially in this market, you can relate to this as a fellow realtor, just yeah. trying to help uh, those buyers, you know, try to find that dream home of theirs. Uh, yeah. that, um, you know, but, but, uh, but again, I, uh, I, I really am born out of, um, you know, this creativity I get largely from my previous life. And so I mentioned that real estate's been a side hustle of mine for like the last eight years. Uh, that was at a time where I spent the last 25 years in the advertising business in the city, in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've led a lot of sales teams. Companies like Newsweek, Funny or Die, Will Ferrell's comedy website back in the day, uh, a lot of YouTube ad tech companies, social media influencer companies were a big uh, part of my career, which has been a lot of fun. I know you can really, uh, you know, you're a, you're a fellow expert in that that field as well. Yeah. Um, 
you know, uh, experiential marketing. Uh, I was a partner in an ad agency uh, that really uh, dominated in that field for a while. Uh, out of home, so you name it, I've I've done it in the the marketing advertising. And uh, what I'm really excited about is uh, a few months ago, I finally made my side hustle my main hustle. So I yeah. took that everyone's aspiring to right. And uh, you know, I left corporate America. Uh, you know, I think for good. And uh, now I'm really diving in. And trying to, you know, uh, take that new path, that new walk to wealth. Um, yeah. So while I think I'm a great mentor and I really do uh, enjoy mentoring, I, I've got a lot of uh, students of my own and a lot of bird dogs. So any newbies out there, you know, uh, hit me up after the podcast. I'd love to, you know, help in any way. You know, I, I really enjoy uh, the mentoring aspect of things, which I got from, you know, being a team leader. You know, I've, le- mm-hmm. I've led big sales teams, small te- uh, sales teams medium size uh, sales teams. So that's, that's been really a great experience for me, but um, you know, the, let me just butt in real quick, Dave. Sure. Uh, so like, tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, you're telling us about your walk to wealth. What got you into real estate from that, you know, sales, it seems like you had a pretty big thing going on in, in advertising and marketing, you know, um, sure. what caused you to, you know, start thinking about real estate and then what actually caused you to get into it, you know, cause a lot of people never take that step. So what caused you to get into it? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, um, you know, the first thing I'll say is I got into it too late. And what I say, Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I I got into it probably about 15 or 20 years after I really started to think about it. And so I'm a victim of, you know, I teach to do things, you know, and learn from my mistakes. And my mistake is waiting, never wait. And so that said, but to answer your question, John, uh, you know, my wife, knowing that I was really interested and passionate about trying to figure out real estate investing, uh, you know, we got a postcard from Trek El Musa, you know, the famous, um, you know, house flipper from TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, his company was having a, uh, a seminar in Stanford. And so uh, we got one of those typical, hey, free seminar about real estate. Yeah. And my wife handed me these, these tickets and she's like, Dave, you got to go to this. You've been talking about real estate for a little while now. Just go do it. It was a Saturday. So, you know, yeah. how long, how long ago was that? That was about eight and a half years ago. Eight, so okay. uh, I dove in about eight and a half years. So I went there, you know, sat and listened. It was a good four or five hours. It was a really great uh, morning and early afternoon where, you know, I, I listened and I learned a lot, you know, obviously they were trying to, you know, pitch their course, but they gave yeah. me a lot of information and enough to be dangerous. And it was at that seminar where I learned a lot about wholesaling which is something I never heard of before. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so I pieced it all together. I did not end up buying the course, mm-hmm. but it just really inspired me and got me excited because wholesaling for those who don't know is probably the thing that's talked about the most when you see, Hey, invest in real estate without your own money or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. one of the common tactics of getting into the business. And so, you know, at the time it was a good way to get in. Um, so that's really how I got started that, that pushed for my wife to really explore my passion, which is now my, uh, my reality. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. And yeah. like, oh, you know, as you know, we're in an industry where like, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, you know? So it's like, no, no, what's kind of that, like that why that just keeps you going? Sure. Sure. Well, that's an easy one. The why is my family. You know, I, mm-hmm. uh, I've got, I've got, a, I'm very fortunate. I have a beautiful family. You know, my wife and I will be married 18 years. It's July. And, uh, you know, my daughter's 14, uh, going into high school next year, a little scary, but, um, <laughs> He's a great kid, and my son is going to be ten next month. And so, you know, I, I do it for them. I know it's cliche. A lot of guys, you know, might say that, but it truly is. Um, and uh, but but going beyond that, it's just 
It's trying to just have that freedom. Again, I understand another cliche, but it's really the truth. I want to be able to, you know, I, I definitely work hard and always will, but the ability to kind of like choose when I work, you know, now yeah. when I don't have that two hour commute to the city, when I was an ad exec, like I used to, I could take off time whenever I want. If my yeah. daughter's at an event at three o'clock in the afternoon after school, or if she needs a ride to her crew practice, I could take a little bit of time off and not worry about anyone else kind of uh, getting on me, you know, mm. and that's a big part of it. But the other thing, which tends to get a little bit further into kind of what makes me tick is, um, you know, I'm really trying to help people, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, abundance is not a bad thing. You know, uh, I, I definitely want to achieve abundance. I definitely want to push to make and, uh, and build that walk to wealth as, as your podcast so appropriately talks about. But, you know, one of the things is I want to really gain that abundance so I can get back and help people. You know, yeah. you don't have to wait to do that. I think I try to help people. You know, I love to volunteer. You know, I founded a nonprofit for dads here in New Canaan, my town, which really teaches our children really about being grounded and giving back and, and, and helping each other. Uh, but once you have that abundance, you have more impact. You've got more, you know, financial resources, equal, yeah. equal capabilities of helping people. And so I take that and one of my visions is really uh, help teach people real estate, how to become successful in real estate if they aren't in the most fortunate, they can't go to, you know, afford to go to college, for example, or for like a fancy education, but they're, you know, generally hardworking, good people yeah. with aspirations. I'm here for them. You know, uh, as you know, I invest in a lot of different C-class or developmental neighborhoods. If I'm going back there, if I could help, you know, some different people uh, avoid foreclosure. I'm in the, I'm in the little process now, as you know, uh, trying to uh, help uh, this young woman try to avoid being foreclosed on her house. And they mind if I just butt in? Really quickly, sure. yeah. Sure. For all the listeners that might not understand, what are what are uh, Type C neighborhoods, and well, can you go into depth a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Type C neighborhoods are a little bit more urban, you know, maybe a little more opportunity zones in mm. uh, areas that are, uh, you know, a little bit more rural. Uh, I'm sorry, more urban uh, mm. in that regard. That's probably what a C class neighborhood is. Okay, and then what is a, for, a foreclosure for anyone that may not know? Sure. A foreclosure is when uh, you're behind on your mortgage payments with, with your lender. And uh, you know after a certain period of time, if you're not paying or up to speed, the lender is going to foreclose on your property in which they hold a note on. And uh, if, if you don't get current on that or you know find someone to buy your house uh, from you for a fair price is going to cover that debt, they can literally take your house from you. Mm. And you know, that's that's unfortunately very common. We're going through some interesting times, you know, with the pandemic and everything. And unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of situations like that. And so what I try to do is I try to go and, and find these people and uh, try to find a solution in which they could uh, either make a little bit of money or, you know, p- potentially stay in their home um, yeah. and find solutions. And and that's not an easy feat. You know, I'm kind of proud of my ability, my creativity that I mentioned earlier to really help these people uh, find a way, you know, yeah, whether definitely. they home or you know, avoiding that foreclosure. Because once you have a foreclosure on your record, it's a very big black mark on your credit. You know, it makes it a lot harder to, you know, even go and find a uh, a rental uh, for your next uh, living space. And so yeah. I try to avoid that if I can. And so you have a lot of things that you're working on with your nonprofit stuff and for dad yeah. and, and uh, New Canaan, your hardware lending and everything, um, wholesaling. What are some of the goals that you have for a lot of these projects? You know, do you have like a a big general goal that encompasses everything or it's like, do you have specific goals for each? What are some of the goals that you have? Sure. No, it's a great question. So, um, you know, I'm building out right now and as a new full-timer, 
Um, I'm literally right in the middle of the initial stages of the next phase of my pivot, right? Yeah. So I'm building out a holding company structure right now with my lawyer and my accountant for entities. And that commonality up there of all my businesses is going to be kind of like that, uh, making the world a better place. You know, I've, I've, I'm kind of working on what the company name is going to be. Okay. But again, it goes back to the abundance. So all my different things, my wholesaling, my uh, Keller Williams business, I'm a hard money lender, my lending business, uh, my different kind of investments that I'm making. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting into e-commerce now, which is a whole other new thing that I'm, I'm excited about. Uh, I'm in the essential services business, which is a company um, called ACN that I'm really excited about and, and, and really diving into deeply now. But all these things are going to, again, Acquire financial benefits. I'm making money. I'm not. I'm not uh, doing a nonprofit for this entity. But again, once that I kind of acquire and build up and, and replace the income that I just left, because you know I I, I did leave a pretty uh, you know hefty salary. I'm not. I'm not a young guy like you. You know I I've kind of spent a lot of time building that up. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to replace and grow that income to you know obviously take good care of my family, but then also have that extra that abundance. So I can go on there and, and pass it on. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate. I've had a great life uh, so far. My life is not over. Uh, far from mm-hmm. it. You know, and uh, and so my goal is to really again achieve that abundance for both my family as well as others. Um, and then learn a couple of things too. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. learning. I think I'm a good teacher. You know, I, I pride myself in trying to help others learn about themselves. But I am always trying to learn. I mean, I'm learning a lot. You know, I've. Yeah. I've I've really, uh, you know, I know how to run sales teams for doing that. I've got a decent sense for business, but I've never built a company, right? And so mm-hmm. that's my learning that this is a new pivot for me, which is energizing me. You know, my my wife tells me all the time that I'm 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 a different person than I was three or four months ago. This is that next journey of the pivot is something that I'm I'm really looking to build towards, and and, and really leave a legacy for my myself and my family. Like I want to pass on something to my children. Whether they actually execute the business or not, but you know, it's something that mm. that's going to help them endure after I'm long gone. Yeah, so that's my mindset, if you will, of why I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah, definitely, that's super important to have a mindset. And um, aside from actually having a mindset, you know, what is it? Do you think that um got you to where you are now? You know, aside from having a mindset, you know, and what was like one of the more, most important things that you had to do? Sure, sure. No, that's another good question. I mean, it's a couple of things. I, I think that my work ethic is, is part of it. You know, my my uh, I come from a blue collar family. My my dad was a hardworking uh, sprinkler fitter. My mom was a nurse, working fifteen hours a day sometimes. Um, and I learned that work ethic from them early uh, in life. And that's mm-hmm. kind of me. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm a, I think I'm pretty smart, but I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But my a pretty smart guy. Yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks. You say the sweetest things, but. But that effort can get you through, right? I was the same way, you know, as an athlete in high school, I wasn't the most talented athletically, but my work ethic and, you know, my hustle, if you will, kind of got me. And that's that same metaphor goes towards my life and business and just in general, you know, I, I, I push myself uh, in that regard. So that's one of the things. But then the other thing is just my, my creativity and just my drive to just um, do things that other people aren't willing to do. You know, that, that's probably one of the toughest things you know, most billionaires or, or millionaires will tell you that, that, you know, and it goes back to that whole blue ocean philosophy, right? Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is scary, as you know, you know, 98% of the world just has a, a fine life, nothing wrong with it. They just go with those nine to fives. They do what society tells them to do and all that. And that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But for me, 
I did do that for a long time and I did very well. And I, I built myself a pretty nice life that I'm thankful for. But now I'm looking to really take it to that next level of just having the ability to try new things. Yeah. Uh, people say that I'm doing a lot uh, and they say I'm, I might be stretching myself too thin. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I think I'm really good about compartmentalizing all these different things and how to doing that, how to implement leverage. You know, that's one of the things I'm setting up right now. I can't do all this alone. Uh, I know this. Uh, and so that aspect of things is, I think, what really is keeping me going and making me successful. That and just being humble. You know, a good mentor of mine, former boss, said, hey, you know, be proud, be confident, be humble. And, uh, and that professionalism and that giving is, is a big part of what my DNA is. And that's what I try to do to kind of connect with my clients and my colleagues. Yeah. And it's, it's, I love the fact that you said that uh, you admitted that you can't do this on your own because I feel like a lot of people my age now want to become a, a self-made millionaire. And like for me, I, you know, I always felt as if, you know, the idea of self-made millionaire, like that buzzword got thrown around a lot. And I always felt like, you know, it was a cool title to bestow upon yourself. And like me entering real estate, like God forbid I try to do all this on my own. Like I would be screwed completely. And you were one of the um, first agents that to reach out to me and like thankful for you because you introduced me to the Connecticut Real Estate Investment Association. And then from there, I was able to make tons of connected. And now like investing is kind of what drew me into real estate. That's my audience that kind of already knows. But it's like, you kind of actually made that a reality. It was more, it went from me just like listening to bigger pockets and books and stuff like that in the forums on my own. to like, now you kind of introduced me to the actual investor world and reality. And, um, you really made, uh, help me like get into in front of people that are also investing and actually making this, uh, uh, happen in, in real time and not just, you know, in a book or in a class or in a story, they're actually doing it real time. And so you were helpful for me. And so, you also mentioned too how a former mentor of of yours uh, gave you some good advice and um, how have mentors played a a role in getting you to where you are? Because um, as I said, you're you're doing a bunch of different things. So like, how did yeah. you stay directed and and um, accountable to all your stuff that you wanted to do? Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, for, for well, getting back to your original statement, no one's a hundred percent self made millionaire where they do it alone. I don't care yeah. who you are. No matter if it's Jeff Bezos, whomever, you know, the, the top of that, you know, Bill Gates, they might have the drive in the in the, the feel of it, but they didn't become millionaires or successful all by themselves. Yeah. Uh, foremost. So it's okay to ask for help. I mean, that's another good piece of advice I got really early when I was young, uh, when I first broke into the advertising industry, uh, raising your hand for help is is something that is not just um, okay, but it's necessary. I don't care how smart, how hardworking you are. Um, you're never going to fulfill your full potential without a mentor. And, and, and mm-hmm. back to your second question is like, I've got many mentors. I'm always seeking out mentors. Have as many as you can because I try to seek out different strengths and different perspectives from different people. You know, I've got my, I still, I may have left the marketing world inherently, but I still talk to a lot of my mentors from the advertising business all the time uh, in that regard. I didn't mention this before, but I used to be a sports writer. That was my first job out of college. I was a writer. So I bet that tends to be my creativity. I still talk to some of my former editors from you know 30 years ago when I was a sports writer. Uh, mm. that. But in terms of the real estate, you know, I, I, I've worked with many different accomplished investors. You, know, you mentioned C. Tiria. Those are great people there. I definitely highly recommend anyone to check that out. 
um, and just asking them and, and, and never being shy about it. Uh, that's everything. I mean, most of the really accomplished people also had investors and so they're giving back, mm. right? So I've learned about different elements of real estate. I've, I've started to learn and I'm always tapping into uh, mentors to try to, again, structure my business. You know, that's something that I'm right now in the process of trying to get advice about. And so what you do is you find out where your shortcomings are or where you don't have the knowledge that's necessary to get where you currently or in the future want to be. And you go find those mentors, yeah. whether it's, you know, a, a, a paid coach, you know, I, I've invested money, you know, out of pocket in paying coaches or just someone where you could trade off, you know, and that's the other thing when you're building partnerships, the best partners, are the ones that compliment you, you know, finding partners that do the exact same thing or the same knowledge base doesn't make them a bad partner, but you want to try to compliment and find people that complete you uh, as, as they say. Right. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to seek out right now. Um, mm. The more you know, the better, because a big part of my business philosophy, as you know, is just, I want to try to, you know, um, build that abundance out of every different, you know, individual in which we can collaborate on. And I'm very big about joint ventures, as you know, as well. Mm. I'm not a greedy guy. I'm an ambitious guy. I want to make, you know, that abundance, but I'm not one that's going to kind of cut everyone out and try to make every last penny all for myself. That's not healthy in general. Um, but it's also going to help you just build your network. People want to help people and work with people who they like, trust, and respect. Yeah. Those are the best three things, right? And um, it's not easy to attain all three of those. Um, but but trying to be that professional and, and, and be kind and giving and, and humble, you know, I'll say that word again, yeah. uh, that's going to get you a lot further. Karma definitely is a thing. I'm, mm. I'm convinced of it. And that's me. That is all for today's episode. Make sure to tune in to part two of this interview to catch all the topics that we didn't get to cover in today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Again, I am your host, John Mendez. You can find me at John Mendez underscore realtor and at walk to wealth on Instagram. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review if you're loving the podcast so far. New episodes are released every Sunday. Look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Take care.